a big problem and the God you're praying to is small and he's on earth like you, you're not going to have a lot of hope that he can do anything more than you can do. But if you remind yourself, no, my God is in heaven. My God is almighty. Now I know I'm good. So you can handle anything. Okay, so that's the first thing you want to do to, to make so your prayer is right. Because you don't want to come to God with an attitude like you can't do it or you might not do it or you don't hear me or what's up. You want to come to God and say, no, you're holy. And I'm not. Okay, now once you got that straight, it's like when we talked about when you're, sometimes children will come to their parents. Da, 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 and their parents will be like, excuse me? Who do you think you're talking to? How many of you have ever said that to your kids or your parents said that to you? Okay, all of us, right? Because you just, you kind of forget that your father is your father or your mother is your mother. Okay? If you're from back east, you say mother. <laughs> My brother. Okay? Or, or you forget, and, and, or your kids will forget who you are. And it's like they, they may have been hanging out with some other friend and bring that attitude into the house. He's like, I don't know. You, I, I, I don't know who you think you are. You must be like your boy Johnny down the street. This ain't Johnny's house. So, so you want to go back and start that conversation over. Okay, mom, I'm sorry. Come back, do it again. Uh, please. Okay, now that's better. Y'all had that conversation with God? Okay, with your parents? Okay, same thing with God. God, before I go off, hallowed be your name. Now, once I got that straight, next thing you say is, your will be done. Because you know everything. Your kingdom come, your rule, your reign, your presence, I want that. That's, that's it. Now, you can legitimately stop praying right there. You can say, God, I just want what you want. Okay? And there's a lot more to the Lord's Prayer we're going to get to over the next several months. But today we're going to talk about why you should expect him to answer that prayer. Now, how he answers it, when he answers it. Through whom he answers it is all his business. But he's going to answer it. At least when he comes back and there's a new heaven and new earth, everything's going to be his kingdom. But even now, his kingdom is here now. Okay? Because we talked about aligning your life with heaven. If some of y'all ask Christ to be your savior and there's things you don't do that you used to do, that's part of the kingdom. Some of you have desires to do things that you never had a desire to do before, like pray, read the Bible, go to church, give, serve, and you used to never have that desire before. That's the kingdom of heaven. That is God's reign in your life. He is, he is transforming your life to be in alignment with his character. That's what that is. Okay? Anytime you have an answered prayer, it is thy kingdom come. Because God is not going to answer your prayer against his own character. He's not going to do what you want against what he wants. He's going to do what he wants. That's why Jesus is saying, ask what I want. Now, you should also ask God, I want this, but I don't want to want that. I don't want to get that if it's not what you want. So, therefore, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, not my will. I mean, I, I really would like an I-8, a BMW. <laughs> how many of y'all would love that car? Oh, my! how many of you even know what that car is? How many of you have never seen a BMW i8? Oh, my goodness, man. Lord, Lord. Let's have a moment of silence. <laughs> it is sweet. It has, it has, the doors are like, the doors are like uh, what they call uh, swan doors. They go up like this. I'll never have that car. But I want one. But, Lord, thy will be done. 
No. <laughs> okay, I'm good. At least I could ask. <laughs> okay, turn to Luke chapter 4. And by the way, if some of you are going, well, I don't understand if we ask and he doesn't want us to have it, it's because it's not about us. In our culture, you always hear, especially if you hear the radio, you have rights. You have rights. Not in the kingdom of God, it's all about God. In the kingdom of the earth, it's all about me. On earth, it's like I'm trying to get paid. It's about me. I want mine. I'm going to get mine. That's the mantra of a sinful nature. A godly nature says it's all about God. The opposite. So if you bring to God this mentality, and by the way, next week we're going to talk about the devil's kingdom and God's kingdom. They're two kingdoms. You're in one or the other. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. So number one, Luke chapter 4, the first reason why you need to believe that God is going to answer your prayer when you say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, uh, not only besides he's telling you to say, ask that, it's because it's the reason he came. It's to declare the kingdom. Luke chapter 4, verse 40, it says, when the sun was setting, all those who had any sickness, any all those that were sick with various diseases were brought to them, and he laid hands on every one of them and healed them. Laying hands on people is a symbol of God touching you. You don't have to lay hands on people, but it is very biblical. Okay? And it says, and demons were cast out of many, crying out, saying, you are the Christ, the Son of God. The demons always, if you ever read the Gospels and see when Jesus cast out a demon, they always declared that he was the son of God. Why? Because they were angels in heaven and worshipped him. They know exactly who he is. And it says, he rebuked them saying, Do, he did not allow them to speak for they knew who he was, that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place so he could pray. And the crowd sought him and, and came to him and he tried to keep him from leaving. Jesus, the crowds were coming after him so much. He said, listen, I have to go pray. I have to have alone time. If Jesus had to have a long time, how much more do you have a long time? And in a very subtle way, technology is robbing our alone time. Because you don't have to answer this question, but we get up, turn the phone on, your email or your computer never goes off. You, get, you start emailing, texting, Instagram and social media, and all day long. And your whole world all day long is right there in your pocket. And they, can, they, they, they have access to you. And God says, they're pushing me out. When, 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 when are you going to have focus time with me alone? If you could turn all that off. So he says, I got to get away. And he says, verse 43, he says, I must preach or declare the kingdom of God to the other cities because that is the purpose I have been sent. Jesus said, the reason I'm here is to declare the kingdom of heaven. By the way, that kingdom is not of this world, he says. My kingdom is not of this world. I came here to declare it to you, to show it to you, to demonstrate it, to give it to you. So when he says, I want you to pray, thy kingdom come, you should expect that he is going to deliver it to you. What does that mean? Is that his, he's going to give you his presence? He's going to rule in your life and start to transform parts of your life 
to be in agreement with the standard in heaven, that if you say, Lord, forgive me of my sin, that he's actually going to forgive you and set you free from the bondage of the other kingdom? You should believe that. Because if you don't believe it and he's telling you to ask for it and he's telling you it's, and we're going to see in a minute, it's here and he wants to give it to you, you're calling him a liar. By not believing him, you're calling him a liar. You're saying, Lord, I hear you saying it, I just don't believe you. Then I'm a liar. You should trust him. So number one, it's the, the whole reason he came is to declare the kingdom of heaven. He wants, to, he wants to demonstrate and give to you and give you the keys to enter into the presence of God. In a few minutes, you're going to have an opportunity to say, Lord, I want the kingdom of heaven. When Christ is in you, the Holy Spirit lives in you, you have heaven. Heaven is the presence of God, the overwhelming presence of God. Number two, he said... It had already arrived. The other reason you need to expect that he will deliver the kingdom when you say, thy kingdom come, he's going to say, it's already here. Turn to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, I mean Luke chapter 11, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. He's casting out a demon again. <laughs> And they say, you're casting out demons by the devil. In other words, you're using the devil's power. These were the religious people. Verse 14, he was casting out a demon and it was mute. And so it was when the demon had gone out of the man, the mute spoke and the multitudes marveled. Uh, in this particular case, this person who was mute was being muted by a demon. This particular case, not that mute people have a demon. In this particular case, he did. And then it says, by, some said he cast out demons by Beelzebub, the devil, the ruler of the demons, others testing him sought a sign from heaven. Him knowing the thought said every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. A house divided against itself falls. If Satan is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? In other words, if Satan put the demon in and Satan cast the demon out, Satan would be destroying his own kingdom. He's saying that's not what's going on here. By the way, Satan has a kingdom. Then it says in verse 19, if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Verse 20, but if I cast out demons by the finger of God. Everyone say the finger of God. Finger of God. <laughs> surely, everyone say surely. surely. Say for show though. <laughs> say for show though. Okay, for show though. What is that, honey? I don't understand. Is that, uh, is that, uh, is that another language? Is that Spanish? It doesn't sound Spanish to me. I don't, I don't know what that means. Surely the kingdom of God, say the kingdom of God, has come upon you. In other words, if I am cast this demon out, if I am casting demon out by the finger of God, if the finger of God has the power to say demon out, that's the kingdom of God. So when he tells you, ask, thy kingdom come, he's saying, it's already here. Now, I want you to ask for it to come into your life where it can not only transform you, but it can work through you. That's what he's asking. 
a relative of mine had a blood clot in his lungs. He went to the hospital the other day. They gave medicine. He went home. The next day he was feeling worse. He was going to go to the hospital again. They said, this is very serious. You can die from this. So my wife and I went over and prayed for him, and his pain went from a 10 to a 1. He didn't go to the hospital, and he's feeling 90% better. Okay, amen. Now, he has to continue to monitor it. You know, he's still, he wants to follow up. He won't be ignorant about it. But God radically changed his life and, and improved his health 90%. And he's just, he's a whole lot better. And he feels like it's getting better. The point is that God has power from another world to bring into alignment our flawed selves. God can fix your marriage. He can fix your, your perspective of who you are, your self-esteem, your self-image, how you view yourself, how you view your future, how you love your enemies. He can bring all that into alignment with heaven. And it's a process. Some people call it sanctification. It's a process by which you become more like Christ. Okay? And he's saying if I'm, if I'm casting out demons by the finger of God, therefore the kingdom of heaven is here now. And there's the evidence. Okay? So when he tells you to ask for it, he's saying it's here, it's available. And by the way, my disciples are going to do this and do do this. Number three, it says he promised the kingdom to the children. Turn to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew, two books before where you are. He promised it to children. Have you ever asked a little kid when they're like five, six, seven, four years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh... Uh, and they start looking up. Uh, when people look up, they're looking up into their, their creative mind, uh, they're trying to see in their mind. You, even All of us, I should say all of us, adults do the two. They'll look up when they try to get an idea. And they'll go, I want to be the president. I want to be a football player, basketball player, a doctor, and I want to be an astronaut and go to Mars. Maybe I'll stop by and visit the sun. Little kids just believe stuff that's way out there. Now, as adults, because we know better, we don't believe stuff that's way out there. We believe stuff that we believe is rationally impossible. And that's the problem. Because with God, all things are possible. Amen. Well, can you go to the sun if he wants you to? <laughs> but no, you're not going to go to the sun. But what God can and will do in your life is way beyond what you can ask or imagine. You just don't want to be the one to decide that. So if you want to ask God to go to the sun, you ask him to go to the sun. But then you say, but thy will be done, not my will. You say, God, whatever. God will put an idea in your heart that is way out there and you will fight him. Some of you have ideas in your head, in your heart that he's been talking to you about for a long time. And you can't accept it because it's you. It's not beyond God. It's beyond you. And that's how it works with God. It's always about him. Remember, hallowed be thy name, our Father who are in heaven with no limitations, not on earth with all limitations. If you start there, God, you have no limitations. And so he says, look what it says in verse, uh, verse 13. It says, the little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. Put his hands on me he lays hands on them, just like we talked about before, and praying for them and blessing them. And so he brought the little kids to Jesus and, and, the, and the disciples said, get the kids away. However, they rebuked the kids or the parents. And Jesus, and I'm putting this in the Bible. By the way, you never want to put your own opinions in the Bible 
and say what happened that didn't happen. So I'm going to do that, but I'm telling you I'm going to do it, and I'm going to tell you that it's wrong to do. Therefore, what I'm going to tell you is wrong, but you kind of get the idea. <laughs> Just follow me with you. Jesus is sitting there or standing there, and someone's, someone's trying to bring kids to him, and the disciple says, get back, and Jesus goes, ugh. That's what I'm putting in the Bible. Ugh. He says, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. He says, bring the kids here. You want to see the kingdom of heaven? Watch this. That's it right there. And he laid hands on them and they departed. What does that mean? Is that God says, I just want you to trust me. You ever see a little kid pray, dear God, I'll please heal mommy and daddy's relationship. They have no idea how many years y'all been fighting. They don't even know all the stuff that goes on. They just know what little bit they see breaks their heart, and they want God to fix it. And you know what? They believe God can fix it. That's why they get on their knees and pray to him. He's saying he wants the same thing for you. Can you just trust me? I tell you over and over and over again, I love you, but you don't believe me. You keep telling me you're unlovable. I want to heal you, but you keep telling me you're unhealable. I want to hold you, but you keep telling me you're unholdable. You're unmarriable. It's never going to happen for you. Just trust me like a little kid. And if you ask me to forgive you of your sin, the kingdom of God will come live in you. It's that simple. And I'll change your life. It's a lot more simple than you think. We make it complicated. I was listening to this radio program today, and I got to do a whole sermon on this idea because it's really fascinating. It was one of those motivational talks. I don't know how I got to this radio station. But the guy was saying, if you ask yourself, how come I'm not successful, your brain will answer the question. <laughs> if you say, how come I'm not married? Oh, okay, you want to know? Because you're this, 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 this. And you will talk yourself out of ever being married. Or you'll talk yourself out of ever being successful or ever being a good golfer. How come I'm not a good golfer? <laughs> because of this, 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 this. And then, and then you go, oh, well, that's the reason. And guess what will happen? You will stay not a good golfer. Unless you say, why am I a good golfer? Why am I capable? Well, I'm capable because of this, this. What question are you asking yourself? Because you are convincing yourself of the very thing you're trying to avoid. God, as a little child, I just want to thank you for loving me. And I want, to, I want you to love me. I want to give my life to you. I trust you. You've been so good. Number four, he wants to give you the keys to the kingdom. Turn to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16, verse 13. Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, who do men say I, the son of man, am? Who am I? Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am? This is probably the most important question you have to answer in your life and all your friends. Who is Jesus? Every religion, faith, cult, occult on the world is determined by the answer to that question. Every single one. Every single one is determined by the answer to that. Because if Jesus is Lord, then all these things are true. 
If Jesus is not Lord, then anything could be true. That's where you start. If someone wants to argue their religion with you, all you have to do is say, tell me who Jesus is to you. That's all I want to know. Is he Lord? Did he die for your sin and rise from the dead? And is he eternal? Is he part of the Trinity or not? That's it. Start there. And if you can't, if you come to agreement on that, the rest is never going to come to agreement. And it says, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this, but my father in heaven. If you ever hear someone tell a joke or say something funny, especially if you're in a crowd, you will notice that people get the joke at different times. You hear that? Some people get it. And some people never get it. They just go. And when people get it, they laugh. Most people. Some people will say, oh, that is so funny. But then they don't laugh. I'm, I'm, I'm by nature a very loud person. My, 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 my family's always telling me, you're so loud. And I kind of forget where I'm at. Like I'll be in a grocery store, <laughs> just real loud. But then other people go, <laughs> and then some people don't laugh at all. They just go, oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's, that's like hilarious. It's hilarious. But what happens when you get something funny, you hear something or something happens, and if it's a joke, you're waiting for the punchline. And then when you get it, your brain figures it out. It's like your mind opens up and you go, oh, that was funny. Sometimes when you read the Bible, you don't get it. You just read, read, and then sometimes... The truth opens up. God just goes. Phew. Verse 18. Verse 17. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit, can reveal truth to you. Like the punchline and the joke. You get it. God loves me. He made me for relationship, just like the relationship I have with people. That makes sense. He didn't make me to be a, ro a religious robot. He made me to have a relationship, just like a couple makes a baby to have a relationship. That's the gospel truth, by the way. God made you to have a relationship with you. Oh, and this book is the story of how man messed that up and God tried to, and is restoring relationship with man. That's what this book is. And he only had to write one because he created the heavens and the earth. He did it right the first time. He doesn't need to write two books. He just needed to write one. This is the all-time bestseller of any book ever, of, all, of all books in the world. No book has sold nearly as many as this book. And this says in verse 18, I say to you, Peter, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom. You know what the keys of the kingdom are? Is a key unlocks a door or locks a door. I'm going to give you the key where you can walk into the kingdom of heaven. The key is faith that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And if you would just, like a child, trust that based on all the evidence, by the way. And let me say this. Faith is not based on feeling. Faith is always based on fact. In other words, if, I, if I'm standing on a 10-story building and I don't jump because I believe by faith I will die. 
that faith is not based on me. I just think it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen because there is gravity. But what makes it faith is I've never seen gravity. I just believe that it's there because I see what it does. That's faith. I never measured gravity. I know it's measurable. But you can't see it. You can only see what it does. Faith says, I believe there's a God because I see what he does. I see what he's done. I see how faithful he's been. And there's a whole lot of facts that a man named Jesus did walk, die, uh, die, buried, rose, walked after he rose and ascended to heaven and there's an empty tomb. There's a whole lot of indisputable facts that I put my faith in. So if I say, Lord, that, that's the keys of the kingdom. If I, if I, based on that, Lord, I want you to forgive me because I'm like a little child. I don't, what do I know? I don't know how the heavens were made. I don't know how big the universe is. I don't know how hot the sun is. I don't know what's in the middle of the sun. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I've never even seen my own heart. I've never seen my own stomach. I was in the hospital, uh, I don't know, 10, no, maybe 13 years ago. I had 105 fever. My blood pressure was 76 over 52. I remember these numbers. 76, if you know 76 over 52 blood pressure is low. And they were going to cut me open. They thought I had all this stuff. They were going to cut my stomach open and make a long story short, it went away. But in the process of time, they put this dye in my body, put me in this tube. They were measuring all this stuff, doing a CAT scan, whatever they were doing. And they showed me a picture of my kidney. And my, my kidneys are not the same. I never knew that. They said, this kidney's wired like this. This kidney's wired like this. And I said, what does that mean? Nothing. <laughs> but I was like, I got jacked up kidneys. They're not really jacked up, but it's just, it's just, it's just wired differently. I've never seen my kidneys. And yet, I think I know all this about life. I know nothing. God, I just want you to love me. And if you ask him, you should expect him to answer you and love you. So in a minute we're going to pray, and you're going to have an opportunity to let God love you, just like he said, that he would bless you with his presence, his rule, his reign in your life. He will start to align your life with heaven, your marriage, your relationship with heaven. He will start to remove your addiction from you. My addiction of cocaine went in one day. I don't know how fast yours will go. One day, April 12, 1984, I was living in 4929 Carwood Boulevard, apartment A8. They tore that building down. It's a new building now, right up the street from San Diego State off Montezuma Hall. I said, Lord Jesus, uh, I surrender. I can't do it. And it was gone. God, I don't know what God's going to do in your life, but what I know he'll do over time is that he will align your life with the kingdom of heaven. But you have to ask him like a little child and say, God, I surrender. So let's all pray right now. All the campuses, microsites, wherever you are. Lord, we thank you that you encourage us to ask for thy kingdom to come. Thy will to be done in our life. You encourage us to ask for your presence. You encourage us to ask for your rule and reign in our life. You encourage us to ask for our lives to be aligned with the kingdom of heaven, the standard in heaven. If you, like a child, believe God and you believe that he will answer that prayer and you want him to answer that prayer, by overwhelming you with his presence, his rule and reign in your life. And you want him to answer that prayer by aligning your life with the standard in heaven. 
I want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, Father in heaven, Elohim, which means God, Yahweh means the Lord. I trust you. And like a child, I come to you. I thank you for sending Jesus, your son, to die for my sin. Jesus, please forgive me. Fill me with the presence of God. Overwhelm me with the kingdom of God. I surrender my life to Jesus. I submit my life to Jesus. I submit my problems. May thy will be done. May thy kingdom come in my life as it is in heaven. Thank you, God. As the eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up. And by standing, you are acknowledging that by faith, you are asking God's kingdom to fill your heart. You are surrendering your life to Him. You are asking God to rule in your life. You are asking to be guided and empowered by His presence. So if you prayed that prayer and you're saying, yes, Lord, may thy kingdom come in my life. Wherever you are in one of our campuses or one of our microsites, I'm going to ask you right now, eyes closed, heads bowed. Just stand to your feet and acknowledge your surrender to the Father. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.